When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, you guys have a cheat sheet and all. Oh, yeah, we... we They're journalists. Online. They do research. <laughs> These are hard... They, they dug up a lot of stuff on us. Well, hold on a on second. Us. Hold on a second. Yes, this is a hard-hitting podcast. <laughs> yeah. When we wing it, it's like... It either goes... It goes fine. Oh, we should wing it more. Or it just, like, collapses. Welcome to Total SF, Heather Knight. We just heard Sarah Katz-Hyman and Alec Hawley from the web series Comedians on Bicycles Getting Bobs. And we talked about winging it in the opener. When do you think this podcast is better? When we prepare careful questions or just show up without a plan? I think we always do better when we prepare, but we're willing to go off script. Yeah, I agree with you, but in this case, things were kind of off script from the beginning. We showed up at Bob's, our announced meeting place, and I felt like instead of having them on our podcast, suddenly we were on their web series. There was like filming going on. Yes, um, they told us where to stand and what to do and what to say, and I don't know exactly why (laughs) and what we were agreeing to. Maybe we should have asked, but um, I'm assuming we'll see ourselves in something they do soon. Yeah, a promo or maybe a future episode of their series. I've wanted to catch up with Sarah and Al since that series debuted last fall. Um, I was blown away. It has high production values. There's animation in it. Uh, It's a nice tour of San Francisco bikeways. They're filming each other, just kind of riffing as they're going around San Francisco. Kind of think Bay Area backroads for people who go back that far, but with a sugar rush So we got a chance to sit down in the panhandle. We picked a very random place, Heather. You you agreed to it. I was surprised. Yes, for some reason, we sat on the base of the William McKinley statue. Yeah, statues, um, for people who don't know, uh, statues of dudes from a long time ago (laughs) is the subject (laughs) of multiple Heather Knight columns. So we talked about that. Um, Of course, we talked about their new episode that's coming out on March 26th. We had a donut draft, something for you and me to fight over, and our first dog on the podcast. Yes, I think the dog definitely was the best behaved of all five of us. Um, His name is Woofy Goldberg because Sarah is a huge fan of Sister Act and its star, Whoopi Goldberg. So this is a tribute to her. We cover a lot of ground in this podcast, statues in San Francisco, donut hole opinions. Don't forget my new lightning round question. Who is your favorite Spice Girl? (laughs) Spice Girls were covered. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. We were winging it the entire time in this intro. And this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome, Alec Holly, and welcome back to Total SF, Sarah Katz-Hyman. You're our official Sister Act and Sister Act 2 correspondent. Uh, you're monitoring the situation. Do you have any Sister Act news for us? Well, since we last had a Total SF Sister Act 
uh, podcast, which was when we got confirmation or remind me, did we get confirmation or was it just in the works? It's always in the works. It's always in the works, but we did get confirmation via the Disney Plus Twitter account slash shareholders meeting. I think it was in 2021. That Sister Act 2 is in the works and... Sister Act 3. Sorry. Whoa. That was a mistake. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to be... You're still drinking your morning coffee. I know. I might get kicked out of the convent, though. (laughs) Um, Sister Act 3 is in the works and confirmation. This is the big part, is that Whoopi Goldberg will have a role in it. Because, you know, there had been talk like, oh, it's going to be Sister Act 3 without Whoopi. And I'm like, "Mm, what are you trying to do that seems silly, unethical, uh, immoral, illogical? We should also note, related to Sister Act, that your adorable dog, Woofy Goldberg, is also on the podcast today. Yeah, Woofy, uh, namesake, obviously very <laughs> similar, uh, is here. He's perfect. He's had two donut holes today, <laughs> two Kongs filled with chicken bits, and is ready to nap it all off right next to me, his favorite person, only because I'm the purveyor of such fine goods. We're going to get to the, the, the subject at hand, but I think we have some more new business. Heather... We're in the panhandle right now, and we're recording right under a statue of a dude. Your <laughs> blood must be boiling now. Yes, we are under an enormous, like, really, really big statue of William McKinley. Yeah. Um, yet another old white dead guy to be honored in San Francisco in a statue. I've been writing about this imbalance between men and women being represented in our public art for years, and there's no new women still to this day. We're still awaiting the Maya Angelou statue in front of the main library. So I say once it's finally installed there, we need to do a podcast. Yeah, it's really, really big. I mean, it's like three times life size. But if the William McKinley statue is toppled, Next time you're driving by the panhandle, uh, it wasn't he- me. Heather Knight is your chief suspect. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of which, what statue do you want to see in San Francisco? A new one. Who should be honored? Oh, wow. wow. I mean, my favorite statue already exists, and that's Bummer and Lazarus um, down by the Transamerica Pyramid. Although I guess it's just a plaque, right? Or is it a full-on statue? I think I it's a full-on I, statue. I, 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 I feel went like on, it was a full-on. Yeah, I went on. We have an audio tour, Heather okay. and I, uh, promoing already. We have yeah. a Golden Gate Park audio tour, and I went on John King's Financial District audio tour, and Bummer and Lazarus are on that tour. Okay. Well, I'm getting to the subject at hand, which is comedians on bicycles. Um, This web series has three San Francisco things that we love, bicycles, donuts, and comedy. What is the origin story? How did this all get started? It it all started, well, I was trapped in a car. uh, Not literally. uh, Not literally. literally. I'm glad you were saved. But, but, you know, after I had my second child, I was gifted a car by my parents to become an adult and not ride my bike anymore. Uh, to and from meetings and be ferried by other people but to have a car and to go and and I just it was a few years and I found myself just being absolutely miserable and uh, I decided I needed to get back onto my bike and uh, and in order to get myself back onto my bike with two children now which weighed a lot of a lot I just I thought well I'm going to treat myself. Every time that I take my kids out, I'm going to go and get a donut. And so that was my way of like enticing myself to get onto the bike more and spend 
less time. You, in, pa- you Pavloved yourself. I Pavloved myself. Yeah. yeah, I basically, it was like, as soon as I'm on the bike, that means I get a donut. I ran into Kristen Tisch. Kristen Tisch, who is our filmmaker, she helped figure out all of the essentials to kind of get us onto the cargo bike that's right behind you guys. And uh, she had previous experience doing this, and it was like, oh, so this is actually doable we could make a series about riding bicycles eating donuts and um and make it fun because that to me the essence of getting out of my car and being on a bike was all of a sudden i felt like i was having more fun long story short um we kind of started chatting about this maybe through text messages we got chicken with Kristen one night we got chicken and beers and talked about it and we're just like you know we definitely got into semantics and got into details and I think it was Kristen who basically said like we just need to try it and um, then we found a, a, our first guest Andy Thornley booked the date like for three weeks later and just tried it and sure. you know threw up the uh, Indiegogo campaign to get some community support and, and kept going from there. It, it seems like there's more negativity in the city than ever what made you want to do something that's unflinchingly, unapologetically, totally positive? Um, I mean, I think generally speaking, um, you know, sometimes when there's anger, there's uh, folks might have real cause for that. And I don't want to like minimize that. Um, but I also um, being on a bike and doing things with like this with friends and kind of being outside, um, meeting with people who care about the city, meeting with people who you know, love what they do, who can indulge in a weird sugar antic, I think um, is just a really great way to show that like there's some weirdness, there's some joy. And um, yeah, I, I think like, you know, post pandemic, and this is something that I've found too a lot in live performance, because I've started live uh, doing some live performance again through improv. It's like people want to laugh. People want to see people enjoying things. Always. Um, and that was true before, but especially true now. And so I think that's kind of the impetus for me is that this is a creative way to show that like biking around the city, grabbing donuts, being silly, being friends, is just a conduit to that feeling. Um, and so, yeah, that's important, I think, to show that like in any like kind of struggle in this regard maybe that would be like you know for safer streets for more protected bicycle infrastructure for places to meet as a community there's opportunity for joy and we can't let that pass because otherwise uh we'll have a lot of burnout in these movements and we'll have a lot of folks who um you know kind of forget about that it's it's on a daily basis the amount of anxiety that can be produced by this city just alone by its geography i mean we live on a fault line we live close to an ocean that could uh, create tsunamis. We we have All right now. I'm keep stressed listing. Out. Yeah, keep listing. <laughs> Let's go. But so and so. But in the you know, we're all in the back of our minds. It's all there, right? Yeah. And but we choose. It's such a beautiful place to live, and it's and it's filled with all of these amazing and uh, wonderful people. And so you choose joy. You choose to not get bogged down by that anxiety, and you choose to be joyful and live in this beautiful place. And what are the logistics like of trying to record while riding bikes, shooting video, and trying to be funny all at the same time and make it look carefree when I'm sure there's a lot more to it behind the scenes? Um, <laughs> do you want to... I mean, well, Al, Al gets a lot of credit here. In, uh, he is the pilot of that long tail bike. So for folks who are unfamiliar, a long tail bike pretty much looks like a regular bike, but the, the back of it behind the seat has this nice, um, for lack of a better term, like bar bench type of thing. 
and um, you might see them with handles on the sides. You might see them by themselves, but typically, like you could put, you know, uh, storage back there, or people, humans can can ride on it. A lot of times, you might see kids um, getting towed around. But in our case, for the show, Al pedals forward. Uh, the filmmaker sits on the back, but facing the opposite way of Al. Um, so they're facing whoever is riding behind the bike, and who's riding behind the bike would be myself and our guest. Um, and sometimes that's us on two different bikes on our third episode and our second and a half episode we were in what is called a Bekshaw which is an Indonesian rickshaw very very cool shout out to Kai Kai Tours thank you Um, and Al rides at about I would say somewhere between like six to ten miles per hour at any one time pretty and we stay about 10 to 15 feet back Um, So the depth of field looks okay. We also have some GoPros um, and it's just a experiment in keeping that distance. Um, You know, what what you're describing is actually how they filmed the bullet chase scene. Yes, exactly. So yes, just it's slightly. So let's just give them credit. Yeah, yeah. Because they pioneered it. I mean, you guys are coming on after them. Are there, are there accidents? Are there close calls? We've uh, had, <laughs> we've had one. We've had why one. Do co- why do you ask? Yeah, we've had one close call involving my dog. Um, but no, I mean, like, as far as like the bikes themselves, um, we have a great group of friends and support crew who kind yeah. of help us out by like going up to the intersection, um, if needed, can cork it for a couple, like a couple minutes as we go through, or just kind of like give us some space around, you know, kind of ride on the perimeter. Um, yeah, and give be... us some space and like let Al know what's coming up. And so that really I focus on, so it's kind of like a chain of command. So we have our little like perimeter crew. Al kind of is in communication with them. Al's talking to Kristen or whoever's the filmmaker on the back. And they kind of are keeping contact with us. And then will tell us to like slow down or speed up. Um, and it kind of just passes down the way. So if we have to stop at a red light or if, you know, there was a bump that messed up the camera, depth of field or something we'll stop then um the the one instance of a of a situation was uh, in episode two um we filmed i was riding a um e-tricycle which was very cool very cool experience and goldberg uh, here was sitting in the back of my e-trike um in this little bucket and he was strapped in and we were climbing up actually right over here we were climbing up baker up to page street and we were slowing down and you know, looking back on it, I think Goldberg probably thought that we were slowing down to stop. Yes, Al? No. Oh, no, okay. No, uh, we were slowing up to stop, and um, he he just yeeted himself out of the of the back and uh, got caught under the wheel. Did not make a noise. I pedaled for, like, another, like, five seconds until I, like, couldn't pedal anymore, and Kristen was like, Kristen was stop, yelling, stop, 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 stop. stop. And I look at, I looked, I, like, Goldberg, he's just, like, sitting under there, like, little big doe eyes. Didn't make a sound. Didn't make a sound at all. I unclip him and he just shakes shakes it off and just like runs over to me and it's just like, all right, what's up? Uh, we stopped. Uh, what's, the, what's, what's the treat? What are we doing here? We'll be right back after this short break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Well, only only bad segues on the um, Total SF podcast. We've, <laughs> we've been told that drafts do well on our podcast, so I'd love to do a donut draft right now. Oh, okay. We'll take turns, no doubling up. No and doubling. let's let's well I mean like if I pick a glazed donut you can't pick a glazed donut I picked it. Oh okay. Okay. And let's up the stakes here. Whatever you pick, you can eat and none of the other people can eat it for the rest of their lives. Whoa. Oh, come no, no, no. on. We don't have to do that. But <laughs> that's let's not just fair. Let's, let's pretend those are the stakes and then when it's over we know that they aren't. Um so we're each going to pick two donuts. I want to start with you, Al. You get first choice <gasps> wow, out of all of us. that is a privilege. Yes. All right, yeah, we're um, gonna go counterclockwise. Our listeners don't know what that means, but Sarah's next. Okay, um, so I'm gonna take uh, crumb cake and powdered jelly. Sorry, that's no, no, no. You only get one. You just gave oh, up you your said- second one. Someone's gonna <gasps> take the jelly away from you. Crumb cake. Okay, Al gets crumb cake, but I will take. Oh fuck. I mean, oh, you oopsie swear. doopsie. You can swear. <laughs> we just put a little E on it, okay. and, then, and then if anybody's taking their kid to soccer practice, they've been warned. Okay. <laughs> um, I will do. I will do maple glazed. Maple glaze. That's yeah. very specific. Yes. Yeah. Old fashioned or no maple glaze. Oh, maple. Okay. Maple glaze raised. Maple glaze raised. Okay. If, if we need to be specific. All right. I'm going with donut hole. I'm, I, I like it because you have the most surface area of frosting of any donut. And True. you can eat them little small bits of them. They're very portable. When they get smushed, they still look pretty good. Yeah. So uh, I'm going donut hole. Um, I'm going for regular glaze. Classic. Raised glazed or cake glazed? Sorry? Raised glazed or cake what glazed? What is raised glazed? I don't know. Raised oh. glazed is regular. I think okay. that's what you're thinking glazed. of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, and I get to go again. Yeah. Yeah. And a jelly donut has jelly powdered jelly has not been taken, yeah. so I'm taking yeah. powdered jelly. What 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 is it about? I, I find it to be a messy donut, hard to eat. It it it. Oh, what is it about it? So I, I my old my my first love was maple, old fashioned. Yeah. Um, but the amount of sugar, I don't know if it has to do with like the way that they cut the donut or the way that they fry the donut, but it is just an ungodly amount of sugar. I did, you know, maple glazed, raised my first one because I love maple. It's my classic, like, favorite flavor of donut. And I was going to pick the hole for my second so I could share it with Goldberg. And then if the hole was got, getting picked, I was going to pick glaze because I could share it with <laughs> We're Goldberg. We're all of your... But that does leave my next favorite donut, which is technically different than Al's first donut, and that is crumb raised. So crumb cake is what Al picked, and I would like crumb raised. So would I like two raised donuts, you know, in a perfect world? No, but <laughs> crumb raised allows me to then share some donut with Goldberg, which is important More surface me. area. Yeah, and the crumbs, like when you eat it, it just like, they go everywhere. So it's a cell, it's like confetti too. It's like you're already having a party in so many ways. Like a wow. flavor saver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with frosted with sprinkles. Um, If I have to pick, I'd go vanilla over chocolate. I don't know that I like this donut. Mm -hmm. I just know that when I was a kid, I would get there, and if there was, like, one left, I'd have to get it because it it, it was, like, a shiny object. That is, is, as a kid, you make that promise to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're looking in that, that donut display, it's a shiny object that gets your eye, and I still get one. Like, I'm a 
you know, 51 year old man. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean like every time, like oh, okay, if there's one there, yeah. I'm like, Oh good. It's still there. <laughs> and then I get it and cut it in half and then my kids eat it. But, um, that's my number two. Heather. Okay. Um, I'm going to do an old fashioned with chocolate frosting and rainbow sprinkles. Okay. okay. I, did I get the you didn't sprinkles? Say rainbow. You didn't all take right. all sprinkles. Okay, I knew this was going to devolve into an argument between <laughs> me and Hey, there are very there are permutations. There are donuts. so many, yeah, specifics. I don't think we get through a you, podcast into, yeah. without this. getting an argument over sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about what's dividing San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. All right, well, we, we've gone through our donut draft. Um, Heather... We you, will subject you now to a quick lightning round. Oh, love a lightning round. But you round. have to say the whole thing. Oh. oh. You survived our very serious donut questions, and now it's time for the lightning round. Where's your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito, Sarah? Uh, El Buen Sabor in the Mission. It was the one I went to a lot when I was first starting to do improv, and it's a good, a good uh, old study for me. Yeah. And Al? Uh, I would say either Taqueria Los Maya. Can I choose two? Sure. Okay, Taqueria Los Mayas in, on Clement, and then um, probably Food Truck Al Pastor Papi. Mm. We already know your favorite movie, that is obvious. But Al, <laughs> what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Oh, come on. So so I married an axe murderer. Yes, that Hands, is the correct answer. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. Or Star Trek. I would go with Star no. Trek. <laughs> your first answer was the correct answer. Uh, where's your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Ooh, it's really up the ante since um, COVID started. Um, there was a spot in my neighborhood, I think they're still doing it, the, the Beretta pop-up um, on DeViz was doing to-go hot toddies, which I Ooh. indulged in. Um, but I've been really liking uh, the cocktails at Horse Feather recently on, right. on Divisadero as well. Um, and honestly, um, aside from that, a, a G&T at, at my favorite place with friends. It doesn't matter. I had yeah. a I had a to-go tiki bar five blocks from my house. <gasps> so that's what I did during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And oh, and me. Point to, um, you know, I, well, I'm not huge cocktail drinker, but I am excited to go to Lost Marbles where they have Spice Girl themed cocktails. Uh, next question. Relatedly, yeah. who's your favorite Spice Girl? Oh, oh my gosh. That's hard. Um, I would, oh no, no. Can you go first, Sarah? This is too hard. I can't pick. I mean, I definitely have one. Um, when the Spice Girls, at the peak of Spice Girling, I was, you know, a young, impressionable, small child. And I had a lot of sporty spice. Um, my neighbor and I, we would, my best friend at the time, Christina, and our like little, like, you know, neighborhood girls, we would all, like, go and, like, do the Spice Girls dances. And I always picked sporty spice. Um... I got a Sporty Spice Barbie for my birthday, and that was the last Barbie I ever received, and I don't regret any of it, so <laughs> Sporty Spice. <laughs> can, we, can we add this question, Heather, to just every lightning round? Who's your favorite? I want to know yes. Quentin Cop's favorite Spice Girl. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I asked it is because I go to Roreography, which is an amazing Ooh. dance class in I Dolores Park, and he greets every newcomer by asking, who is your favorite Spice Girl? That's a great question. <laughs> yes. So shout out Rory Davis for this question. Oh wait, back to me. Yes. I mean Mel Melby. Melby. Melby's is my a good one. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's. I feel like that's, that's scary a stock. spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scary spice. Um. Now I would like each of you to tell your favorite joke. 
Oh God, no, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that yeah, is so that much is pressure. pressure. Listen, I'm the one that is pedaling the bicycle. So I'm so glad I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> this was not in my first question. lightning rounds. I have to say. Um, uh, oh dear lord, this is, I'm gonna have to pass to Sarah again because come on, Al. Okay, Take some well, what is it? Uh, a, mu- a mushroom walks into a bar. The bartender says, "Sorry, we don't serve your kind here." He says, "What? I'm a fun guy." <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> I recently, I I don't have a favorite joke, but I recently tweeted out my. Uh, one I'm very proud of, which is just a German bakery named Glutentag. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. What is something you always squeeze into your busy day? Oh, uh, Time with my, my daughters. So my, da- so my daughters are the ones that you can claim responsibility for that joke. So they mm-hmm. love jokes and they tell me jokes constantly. Um, that's the one that I can remember. But uh, Tallulah and Thomasina... The reasons why I got back onto a bicycle, they sit on the back of that cargo bike when Kristen or someone else isn't on it. Um, the reason why I eat so many donuts. Um, so yeah, always, always time. Hello, nice. Tallulah. Hello, Thomasina. I love you guys. You're going to let them listen to this even though Sarah dropped that F-bomb and oh, got our you, got ourselves an E rating? <laughs> there is there is no, <laughs> there is expletives. There's a George Carlin rule in my household. <laughs> Uh, hi Tallulah, hi Thomasina. They're like we're we're tight. Um, my thing that I do every day is, uh, I mean, of course I have to walk my dog, but um, aside from that, like just like taking some some breaks to pet him and hang out with him. He's the perfect perfect guy, and I actually have a theme song for him, and it goes, "You're a good dog. You're the very best dog. You're the best dog in the whole world. Who is my guy? He's my little buddy. Who is that guy? He's my little buddy. He's my best dog. He's the very best dog. He's the best dog in the whole world. Who is a guy? He's my little buddy. Who is a guy? He's my little buddy." Yay. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo, Sarah. Thank Heather, you. I want I want it noted that Heather was the only one who did not sing in that. Yeah. <laughs> she were, she, there was slight movement. <laughs> there was some bopping. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us under the William McKinley statue. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. It was very Thanks nice. Thanks for having thank us. You. Thank and you March twenty sixth is the next release. Yes. Um, where can people see it? I know the answer, but yeah, so uh, March 26th, it'll be released on YouTube, but as Al mentioned earlier, um, we will be having a release party at Lost Marbles, um, which is in the Clement, it's Clement in the Rich- Air- yeah. Yeah, Richmond District, Clement Street. Um, so uh, more details to come on our social media, which is at Comedians on Bikes or at Comedians on Bicycles um, at your local uh, social media outlet. Uh, so we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, and as I mentioned, the uh, all of our... Um, episodes are on youtube so check us out if you haven't already um subscribe to our channel that's really helpful and you know after after season one uh you know uh keep an eye out there's uh stuff happening in our brains and you might see more coming down the pike goldberg is checking out a corgi in the distance i think we should uh let goldberg pursue his dream thank you very much for coming on total sf thank you peter thank you guys and we're looking forward to the next episode good job thank you for listening to the san francisco chronicle total sf is a production of the chronicle Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. 
Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Thank you.